Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got a boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And Bonnie, you're out storm chasing right now. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. We've got a teeny tiny little bit of thunderstorms coming through with this incoming cold front. So we've got some lightning around and it's, it's raining. So yeah, I'm driving it. It's nice. Yeah, shout out to our friends Val Caster, by the way, from Oklahoma News 9, one of the storm chasers, uh, reporting flooding going on in a small little town. You know, there are just certain towns that if it even, like, sprinkles, boom, they're flooded. That, that is not good. <laughs> you know, and there's parts of Norman that are like that, too. And, you know, I don't know. I don't even know what to tell you. There's no way to fix it, I guess, except bring in more dirt. I don't know. Right. You can only raise it up a little bit in elevation. But, man, if you're an emergency manager in those communities and you know this happens all the time, you're like, can we just please evacuate the area, period? <laughs> But, you know, maybe they're used to it, though. They know what to do. They go, eh, it's fine. Just put up the sandbags. Yeah, that's true. You guys are used to that. So, um, But speaking of cold fronts, Bonnie, we have the first probably, I'd say maybe first or second, real true Arctic blast about to impact the two-thirds eastern part of the United States. It's about to get real cold and snowy. Yes, it is. And Oklahoma is just kind of on the fringe of that, so we'll get pretty cold, but not that cold. But... It's crazy to see the models and have the country literally split down the middle, like blue on one side, red on the other. Speaking in temperature, not politics. <laughs> we, it, we are taping this one day after Election Day. So, you know, if, you, right. if, if we want to jump into that, you know, so. <laughs> I think it's safer if we don't. <laughs> right. I don't want to lose listeners. No, it's all, you know, it's all, it's all, listen, it's all good. We are we talk a little politics on the show, not much, but hey, you know, we are a very divided country. There's no doubt about it. Unfortunately, we are not talking about politics. We're talking about the Rocky Mountains, and it's going to funnel all this cold air out of Canada into the plains, up across the Great Lakes. And uh, I'm really jealous of my family and friends that are in the Northeast because they're looking at their first real shot of winter snow this weekend. Yes, and like pretty legit snow too. So yes. I'm jealous too because I mean I guess we had a legit snow, just not around where I live. So I'm right there in the jealousy boat with you. I I wish we would get some snow. Um, out here in Oregon, we'll talk about it here in the forecast coming up. I've been in this weird inversion the last couple of days where it's been really cold at the surface, had some fog form, but you go up a thousand feet and it's sunny and sixty degrees. But wow. b- back down below on the surface, it's you know, we call it fake cold, where yeah. you know temperatures get into the mid 30s and then fluctuate. You know, about 10 degrees get up into maybe the mid 40s, and we call it good. But it's just this fake cold. Finally, today, get a little bit of mixing, get a little bit of wind, and poof, there goes the inversion. And it's been beautiful outside. It's 63 degrees, and I am not complaining for it being in, you know, the early part of November. But Bonnie, we're gonna go down looking at the forecasts. And we'll talk about this here in a little bit. This could be one of the driest Novembers we've ever had. And November is one of our wettest months. Wow, that is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, y'all need some snow. Yeah, we do. And, you know, 
everybody up in the mountains that are working for ski resorts are like, okay, we're ready for some precip, and they got an early shot of snow, and that's all melted off since. But yeah, the forecast GFS and the Euro say for the least the next fourteen days, no incoming precip. Wow. Note to self, don't open a ski resort. <laughs> Unless you know for a fact it's going to ski. So, But you were talking about before we started taping how you know we're in this warm transition. We have that rigid high pressure over us, which really kind of amplifies that low swinging out of Canada and is going to drop down into the plains and across the Great Lakes and then down into the deep south. So you're welcome. Oh, well, thank you so much. I'm greatly indebted to you. Yes, I know you oh, are. Speaking of that, I owe you 10 bucks. side note. Yes, you do. I'm still waiting yeah, for that. I'm, to... <laughs> I'm going to pay it back to you $1, $1 a month until it's done. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, at least you're not paying it to me in pennies. I saw a guy the other day walk into a bank. And it was like, I need to close out my credit card account. I have like $150 left. And he paid in nickels. Oh my gosh. Hey, most banks have that coin counter thing though, so right. that's good. Yeah, which is still great, but still it's like, okay, that's you know, that's the equivalent of buy Felicia or the middle finger to somebody. <laughs> right? Where do you get all those nickels? Uh, I don't know, but he he had to save up a lot of them, so he could have done it. In Maybe pennies. he just went around asking everybody, he's like, Hey, can you spare a nickel? Hey, can you spare a nickel? And boom. Maybe I mean that it would not surprise me if that's how it happened, but like I said, at least he didn't do it in rolls of pennies, which are 50 cents each. So we'd have to have 300 rolls of pennies. And that'd be really heavy and just, yeah, not good. That's a lot of pennies. That is a lot of pennies. But hey, you know, the pennies are still the most widely circulated uh, currency out there. Well, it's because there's a gazillion of them. That is true. That is true. Well, I know the cold air is on its way. A lot of people are going to see the first snow. You guys are going to, you know, finally dip down into more of a seasonal cold but i can't wait winter's here and i know that yes. we're still we're still technically you know we're what uh december january february so yeah we're you know 24 days away from the official start of meteorological winter but bonnie it's here it is here and it's coming in full force right now so that's awesome and i'm ready for snow i'm ready for ice i'm ready for boots I mean, I've been wearing boots, let's be real. And, you know, I'm just I'm just ready for winter. I'm, I'm over the summer temperatures, so. Right. And I know that you're going to get a couple more shots of pretty severe weather here with the transitions. Uh, the golf is still pretty warm, and so it's still sending up a lot of warm air into the plains. And with this, you know, incoming cold front, you guys will probably kick off some storms here and there. But uh, I'm ready, too. I'm ready for winter. I'm ready for snow. I haven't quite gotten back into full-on model ride mode yet. I know that's coming very <laughs> soon. Uh, some of the, some of my friends have been, and I'm just like, dude, I'm just not quite ready to be there yet. But I know yeah, it's coming. Yeah, that's the only rough thing when any major winter storm comes in is like it is model riding like no one's business. Right. Every six hours, depending on what model you look at. I mean, even every hour now with a high rapid refresh, it's... You can lose. It's, it's it's data overload, and then it can just really, you know, I'm all for getting excited and anticipating the weather. But if you let it consume you hour by hour every day until the event, I just feel like you're just gonna make yourself crazy. Oh yeah, and there's no doubt about it. And you kind of kill the fun of it. Yeah, you do. And you do. Yeah. And I'm all, listen. I'm all for data. I'm all for models. I'm all for hourly updates. But at some point, you just have to kind of sit back and wait for it to happen. Yes, exactly. And if you are riding the models like that day in and day out until it happens and then it doesn't happen how you thought it would, then I feel like it's even more 
disappointment. Oh, it totally, it totally is because you put so much faith, effort, time, stock into watching this thing develop and then happen and then boom, nothing. And yada busted. Yeah, it's not good. So just, you know, take some time for yourself. Take a nap instead of look at the model this hour. You know what I mean? Like break it up a little bit. Exactly. Take your girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever you're dating, married to, take them out on a date, go to dinner, do something. But just know that, you know, the next major update will be less than six hours away. Yeah. And really, if you wait, it's like an even better update instead exactly. of like, oh, it's slightly changed. It's from like, the last it's like hour. Christmas every six hours or 12 hours, depending on what model you look at. Yes. That's a great way to look at that. So I would much rather have multiple Christmases than having it all come every hour. Just saying. Well, a watch pot never boils and a watched model never produces a blizzard. So just keep that in mind that is fantastic that is great <laughs> advice from bonnie right there penny for your thoughts right and Just circling a, it back around to pennies yeah <laughs> and a dollar for your model but <laughs> unbelievable i'm i know i know that we're all just ready we're ready for cold we're ready for snow something different um if you look at the october just to kind of go off on a little tangent here they um NOAA Climate issued the report for October, and it came in as one of the coldest Octobers on record, which, you know, coming off of one of the hottest Septembers on record, uh, kind of did a complete 180. They'll do the official uh, temperature breakdown and climate profile breakdown coming up uh, in early November, so we'll get it here in the next uh, 6 to 10 days, really how cold October was. But, hey, you know, we saw that a lot. There was a lot of cold air that came down, early season cold blasts, didn't produce a lot of snow, but just, you know, some mild Canadian Arctic air came down and affected us in the northwest, affected you guys in the plains. So it's not surprising that we were colder than average. Yeah, and that explains why everyone, everyone was sick through the month of October. Because exactly. I think that's a crazy temperature swing from hottest month to coldest month of the year so far you know and so i think that just messed a lot of people up right and like i said out here in oregon we're trending to be one of the driest so it would not surprise me if we get put back in the drought monitor to look at hopefully december is a lot wetter we will see um it all depends on where that ridge of high pressure sits out and then of course what happens with the blob out in the eastern pacific yep yep so we'll just see. And it looks like um, what I've been reading is it's not an El Nino or La Nina year. Correct. It's just a nothing. It's a La Nada, right? It is La Nada so far, yeah. And we're, people, I have friends that are watching that data every day. And I'm like, you guys, that is almost worse than model yes. lining by the hour. Yes. Like what? Hoping for it to swing one way or the other. I couldn't look. I couldn't do that. I'm obsessed with the weather. And I'll be the first to admit it, but I could not watch that kind of change. No, I, I mean, listen, it's a daily sea surface temperature. It's not, I mean, yes, it controls a lot of our climate, but it's something that you can't sit there and just focus on unless you are being paid as a research professor or as an undergraduate studier that's doing that. You just don't do it. Well, and I can only imagine that that doesn't change overnight like a weather pattern. No, can, it doesn't. You know, like, so I just couldn't. That's watching a pot boil, but like a very large pot, a huge pot that it's going to take a decades to boil. <laughs> right. And even you know? then, and even then, if it does slip into, say, a La Nina condition, that pot never actually boils. Right. Yeah. La Nina is useless. It's, we like El Nino. Right. It's literally sitting there with a giant pot of water on a stove and somebody turning it on and off and you're trying to figure out what's going to happen with it. Yeah. So yep. good luck with that, folks. Oof. 
But speaking don't of the, recommend it. Right. Speaking of the tropics, Bonnie, we finally have started to really kind of quiet down. We're on that downward slope. End of the season's coming up pretty quick. But we had one last storm next last week and it was subtropical storm Rebecca. Oh, and did she do some did she make her mark? No. Oh. Like all basic wow. white girls, she came and went. Hey, now. I know. I should <laughs> not be Some me. of us basic white girls are here to stay. Some are, some aren't. Rebecca well, yeah. um, Rebecca was one that is not. Uh, Rebecca formed and three days later was gone. Did not affect anything except for shipping lanes out in the Atlantic. So uh, Rebecca has come and gone. She is not, <laughs> She is long gone. And there are no storms forecasted to take place in the next 48 hours in either the Atlantic or the Pacific. But man, what a... I would bet that it's over now. I bet it's just done. Yeah, I think I I really do think that we're probably at the end of it. Um, so we'll hey, see what happens. You know what though? It was a good season. I'll say very active. Right, I I completely agree with you. I mean, we made it through through R, which is yeah. great. So when we go back and we look at last year, we made it to O. Uh, Twenty seventeen, we made it to R. Twenty sixteen, oh, wow. we made it to O. Twenty fifteen, we made it to K. 2014, oh, oh yeah, 2014, we made it to H. 2013, M. 2012, we made it to T. So two more name storms that we have now. 2011, H, we made it to though, Sean. Really? Mm-hmm. H? Oh, yeah. That is not far. No, it's not. And going back, well, I mean, listen, 2009, we made it to I. So not many. <laughs> That's crazy. Right? And I mean, listen, we've seen, we have seen the tropical patterns come and go. 2006, which by far was a lot was a very busy year, right? We had Ernesto, Florence, Gordon, and then uh, Hurricane Isaac. Yeah. We made it to I, and that was it. But still, uh, for the few storms we had, a lot of them were pretty significant. So right. Even though we didn't make it far, it produced a lot of intense storms. Right. So. Well, and then you look at 2005. 2005 made it all the way into Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, Epsilon, and Zeta. Wow. Yeah, so we went all the way through the alphabet and then had to go six name storms into the Greek alphabet. That is crazy. How much of those were like significant, like Cat 3 or higher? Ooh, I, like, uh, let me look here real quick. Uh, hurricane Beta. There was only one hurricane. Let me pull up the graphics. Oh. And, let me pull up the graphics on this. Um... Oh yeah, that was a weird storm. It was a hurricane. It was an. It was not a, a major hurricane, but this was that storm that literally just meandered off the coast of Nicaragua, came ashore, and then died over the mountains of uh, Central America. But yeah, that was the only hurricane within that group. Sorry, Hurricane Epsilon, and Hurricane Epsilon was around for a while from the 29th of November to December 8th. But uh, wow. it's just one of these storms that was just out in the Atlantic, and it did one of those little loop-de-loops and kind of came around. And uh, from where it started, it started east of Bermuda, and then it finally died off after making this loop just to the north of the Lesser Antilles Islands. Wow. Yeah. You know what would be crazy is if we got a storm like Epsilon that was strong enough to be retired. Right. That would be crazy. Uh, I'd have to go back through it. I mean, there's there's a trivia question for you. Has any uh, Greek alphabet storm been retired? I'd have to go back and, and then look. like that is like crazy to me too because then it's like you're not just 
retiring a name, you're retiring a letter. Right. So what are you going to do? Exactly. Because I Greek alphabet, you just have to probably pass it over. Yeah. So, but the, there's a great question for, you know, when we talk to somebody from the Hurricane Center, hey, in the event this happens, what's the protocol? And right. again, are we, are we going to numbers? Like, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and, and I'm sure they'd probably defer that to the World Meteorological Organization and say, uh, yeah. The weather gods. Yes. Well, they think they are. Well, I mean, yeah, a little bit. But I mean, did we ever decide if Dorian was retired or not, or has uh, that not been determined? Let yet? me look here. Let me look here. I'm going to assume it will be. I don't know how long it takes them to make that executive decision. I'm guessing it's going to be just because of the amount of damage it did in the Bahamas, but. And the fact that it was, you know, probably a super category five, even though there's no such thing, but. Right. Well, and it just did some crazy stuff. Like it didn't move for a couple of days and like, you know, and it was a very yeah. large, impressive looking storm. And I don't know. I just felt like even if it didn't do a lot of damage, like enough, you know what I mean? It was just one of those that got enough notoriety, I guess. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I will say this. I think it will be retired just for the fact that one, the longevity and to the fact that it did so much damage to the Bahamas that okay. if you hear the name Dorian, chances are you're gonna be really kind of exactly. You know, so, and and you gotta exactly. and you gotta remember it did come ashore in the U.S. It hit the Outer Banks as a hurricane. Um, I think Dorian will will be retired, but I think we find out about that um, later on this this summer. Or, sorry, you know what? We can liken Dorian watching to model watching because it was like every hour, which way is it wobbling? Is it wobbling towards Florida or not? And oh, yeah. that was that was kind of excruciating oh, watching yeah. that. <laughs> not not to mention, you know, watching the five minute image re uh you know, re what I want to say. Watching the refresh every five minutes on the satellite and being able to ingest that into a, like a, a visible movie. Just watching it sit there and spin and spin and spin and not really doing anything. That was that was intense to watch for hours on end as well. Yes, and uh, and the thing is, no one's talked about the Bahamas since then. What's going on in the Bahamas? Are they good? Have are there relief efforts? Like, or is this another like Haiti type situation? Like, what's happening? You know, that's a great question. Let me look here. Um, I know that there have been tons of stuff that have happened. Um, it doesn't look like there's a whole lot of new information out here, but let me look at news. Um, I know relief efforts are still going through. That's good. I know five days ago, uh, Forbes posted an article about spiny lobster fisheries has been set back years because of Dorian. Wow. Um, Debris clearance is still a big issue. Yes, um, where are they going to put all that? Well, are they going to have to just burn it? Like, what are they going to do? Yeah. Um, Abacos Island says they're going to re they vow to reopen. Um, coral battered litter with lawnmowers and other debris. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that has to happen. Wow, yeah. that is just crazy. Yep. So I mean, it's still it's still functioning, but um, there's a lot of there's a lot of money that's you know flowing in there. So, well, and the thing is, like, you know, I think I mentioned this before, back when Dorian was happening. Like, the Bahamas makes a lot of its money because of its resorts, and if a lot of the resorts are destroyed, it's like that cuts off a lot of that 
inflow of cash. Right. Uh, and they're saying that tourism is still up despite Good. the fact that Dorian was there. So um, I'm pulling open an article now, so I'll just quickly peruse it when it loads. But um, you're right. I mean, tourism is the big moneymaker for the Bahamas. You know, it's just it's it's a tourist destination. That's where people want to go. It's warm. It's beautiful waters. It's, you know, pleasant. So, you know, you look at it and it is kind of it is the thing that people are going to look at. So Travel Week magazine uh, put out an article. Let's see here. Just a couple days ago, which is really weird because it's saying that the date is tomorrow, which it's not. Uh, Okay, so Nassau and Paradise Islands, a pair of islands home to the country's most extensive array of resorts and hotels, restaurants, tour operas, were not affected by the hurricane and are operating normally. The out islands, with the exception of the Abacos, the out islands are operating as usual. Some resorts and lodges take full hiatus for annual leave or renewal projects, but many are still options for accommodations. Airport, government ports, and marinas are still open across the island. Grand Bahama Island, its cruise port, is already welcoming back travelers while the airport will reopen next month. Ferries and cruise lines are operating for the most part. The Abacos, in contrast, virtually no viable options for leisure tourism in the near future. The current focus is on reopening local government complexes and restoring basic services to facilitate rebuilding. Nassau, the capital of the Bahamas and the home of the country's government, is also a central hub for Hurricane Dorian recovery process. People who have been displaced by the storm are being accommodated on the island. With the most recent information from the, uh, the National Emergency Management Association of the Bahamas indicates that 895 individuals are still being housed in shelters. Wow. So they are open for business, uh, and they welcome those who want to go. That's good. I'm glad that it didn't do much. You know, the the way a lot of TV made it sound is that it just wiped them clean, and there was just nothing. Well, I think it was more for Abacos Island especially, as that was, you know, the one that took the direct hit. Um, from both the east and west eye wall. So I think Abacos, like I said, it's going to take some time to rebuild. But for the most part, the rest of the Bahamas are open. Well, good. I'm I'm glad that it didn't do Me too. anything crazy. Me too. But uh, this tropics will go down. Uh, the season is one for the record books. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So I'm glad. And, you know, it hung on strong. So it, that was it was a good active season. I'm I'm glad it was eventful. Yep, and we know we'll continue to watch the tropics through the end of the month when the official season ends. But uh yeah, like we said, one for the record books. But speaking of record books and watching forecasts day by day, Bonnie, what do you guys have coming up in Oklahoma City? You know, not a lot. It's raining right now. It's going to probably rain in the night and in the morning because we got that good cold front coming through, like we were talking about. And then it's just going to be cold. Here the next several days and cloudy, a little more rain chances scattered throughout, but nothing, nothing like nuts, just some good cold. Well, that is good. So you guys get good cold out here in Oregon. Like I said, it's going to be dry uh, at least for the next 10 to 14 days if you believe miles at face value, which uh, this time of year we kind of do because they don't try to stray too far. So we might have some days where we're back into a fog or we're in an inversion in the lower valleys. Uh, But, yeah, temperatures will probably be in the mid-50s to mid-60s, and we just sit that way until we wait for some of that cold air to either make its way west of the Rocky Mountains and filters into the uh, basin states of Oregon and Washington, and then we'd get an east wind to bring it through to Portland. But, uh, yeah, as of right now, it just looks like it's going to be high and dry for the foreseeable future. 
Hey, sounds good. You know, it's kind of like no mail is good mail. You know, no news is good news. So that is true. Nice to have some chill time. That is true. However, now that I have moved places and I have told most of the people that I need to let know what my address is, I'm getting random mail from other places like, oh, you didn't update us on your address. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I haven't heard from you in three and a half years, four years. So. <laughs> Like I told the important people, like that's all that matters. Yeah, the bank knew where I was at. Other than that, it doesn't really matter. So exactly. <laughs> the that's the worst the... part of moving is the address change. Ugh. Ugh, it's brutal. It's like the IRS knows where I'm at, the government knows where I'm at, the banks know where I'm at. Anybody else? Well, you'll find out when I tell you. Yeah, right. It's on a need to know basis. Right, and you clearly don't need to know. Boom. <laughs> but I love it. Another great episode of B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. We will be back with you on our normally regulated schedule coming up this weekend. But Bonnie, a great issue, great addition of the show, and uh, I'm looking forward to you getting some cold finally. Yeah, me too. Me too. So hopefully we also get some winter breeze soon here in the next several weeks so we'll see right give Clyde a hug welcome home I uh, hope you enjoyed your storm chase and uh, we'll chat with you soon all right sounds good all right guys talk to you later bye